Welcome to the podcast. Are you ready to thrive? You've tuned in to the most joy-filled podcast on the internet. Just like finding that bonus French fry at the bottom of the bag. Welcome to The Last Try with Patrick and Deacon B. It's the show where we try to help you make your tomorrow better by besting your yesterday. What's up, Deacon B? What is up, which in some cases is not (laughs) as easy as it would seem in uh, today's society, which is why we're here, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) to try to bring a little joy into the otherwise dark and dreary existence that sometimes overtakes us. So welcome into the show. We promise this will neither be uh, dark nor dreary and full of some good insight, even though it's going to be kind of a topic. And and the topic today, what do you do? Patrick, what do you do when you disagree with somebody? What is, just as you were growing up, let's just go way back in time. (laughs) You know, there we go. Okay, so now we're back in time, you know, 400 years ago, whatever it was, and we were kids. And you had a disagreement with somebody. What did you you do? Well, it depended on the age level. If I was a little kid, I'd just take my ball and go home. Um, uh, Middle school, you would just argue and, and yell at each other and go away bitter. Um, which that's a <laughs> foreshadowing right there. Uh, high school, you tried to start debating and it would be hit or miss. Some folks actually want to debate you. Others would want to just take their ball and go home. Right. And then, uh, in my or younger, punch you in the face or punch in the, yeah, right. There was that. And then as a younger adult, uh, it was just trying to get your point across while trying to understand the other person's point of view. And, you know, it worked some of the times and some of the times you just couldn't see eye to eye. But typically, unless the person was really bitter or, or and again, this is 30 years ago, right? Um, you were still friends at the end of the thing. You just agreed to disagree about whatever the topic was and you moved on, right? I like Coors Light. Maybe they like Bud Light. You remember the, those old commercials? Right. Right. Miller Light and all that. Right. Right. Okay. Well, then I'll make sure Coke, that when Pepsi, you come. Coke. Pepsi. Exactly. Right. You like Coke. I like Pepsi, whatever. It's okay. You You can still coexist in the world if you like Coke and I like Pepsi or vice versa, doesn't seem to be the case anymore. No, no. I and think, it's not and even, it's not even the take your ball home deal no. anymore. It's worse than that. Right. Let's, let's get 7 million other people to tell you never to come out and play ever Correct. again. Correct. Right. We're going to yeah. smear you. Right. So uh, today we're talking a little bit about, uh, about cancel culture today mm-hmm. and this kind of phenomenon that is prevalent in a lot of, the media and social media and some of our discourse. And I used to teach, one of the things I taught in the, in class when I was teaching back in high school, we had a thing called dine and debate, which is exactly what it sounds like. We, the students would plan a meal and they would bring some food into the classroom and we'd set up the tables and they would have a, you know, a controversial topic and they would present the evidence and some of the opinions. And then, and then we would have questions and we would dine and we would debate. Okay. And it was civilized, and sometimes it got a little kind of crazy. But you know, at the end of the class, again, the purpose was let's learn how to have a conversation and to have a dialogue right. instead of a reaction and an emotional response. Correct. And so that kind of brings us to the cancel culture. And I know you know we talked a little bit before the show and some of the basic definitions. And so let's just kind of like we did last week. 
uh, with quiet quitting, I think it's going to be good for us to spend just a just a real quick amount of time giving some basic background sure. in case you haven't really familiar with it or you've heard it and you're not quite really sure. And then we'll jump into some solutions and we'll jump into sort of how can you make this uh, a positive experience when you disagree with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the definition. This comes from the helpfulprofessor.com website. <laughs> what, a, but, what, a uh, nice, what a nice name, yeah, right? helpful professor. And, and just about anywhere that you search online, you're going to get a definition very, very similar to this. I just like the way this guy distilled it. And he defines it as can- cancel culture refers to the practice of withdrawing support for individuals or organizations after they have been accused of objectionable behavior. That's his definition. I think it, it's a very tidy way of summing up what cancel culture is. Right. And I think the problem that a lot of people have experienced is that term questionable behavior. Right. Or objectionable. What, yeah. what, or objectionable behavior. What yeah. constitutes that? And Correct. a lot of times the objectionable behavior is that you've said something that I just disagree with. I believe this way and you said something that I disagree with. And so to me, that's objectionable. And so you deserve to be canceled. Correct. That's it. And it's happened. We know the examples in, in culture today, in the, especially in the comedian world, there's a lot of comedians that, I mean, they're, they're comedians. It's a joke. But if you tell this joke about this particular group or this particular organization or this particular type of person that's off limits, then you should Mm be, you canceled. Yep. So- that is kind of what we're looking at as a culture right now. And, and how does it affect our culture? How does it affect the way our kids process information? One person described it as kind of like a toddler having a tantrum. Mm-hmm. And if you just don't like what I say, you throw a big giant social media fit and get lots and lots of other people, even if before you know all the facts right? to, exactly. to protest and to, and to riot or to disagree or to, you know, boycott the stuff or the business or the sponsors, go after the sponsors. Yeah. I don't like what Mm -hmm. you said on your show. Yep. So I'm going to go after your sponsors so that your show goes off the air. Yep. Uh, And that's kind of where we are. Is is we don't have any sponsors. So we're safe. We can say whatever we we, want. (laughs) You guys can, (laughs) if you disagree with anything on the last fry, feel free to contact our sponsors. (laughs) Yeah. Cause we don't have any. You'll be but, waiting um, on hold for a long time. <laughs> In fact, you'll be you'll be doing a lot of you'll be Google searching for a long time <laughs> to find any. Uh, yeah, but seriously, we've we've replaced dialogue and debate with with smash and grab. Right? If I say you like Coke or I like Coke and you like Pepsi, oh well. <laughs> there is no debate. There's no, why it well, Cause if you don't like Coke and I like Coke, then you must not be my kind of person. And, and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Why can't there, there are, there are opposing forces everywhere in nature. Anybody who uses an electric appliance, including your cell phone, there's a positive and a negative terminal. And you <laughs> have to have both of those to make your device work. If everybody agreed to everything the exact same way, we wouldn't have innovation. We would just be stuck doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's those who think outside the box, think a little bit differently. And there's nothing that says you have to agree 100% of the time. But if the only thing that you're debating with is emotion and feeling, uh, 
then you need to bring some facts to the game. And, and I think that's where the whole cancel culture thing comes is people are going based on emotion and feeling and not really evaluating the facts. And I'm afraid that a whole lot of folks out there don't even know how to find and evaluate the facts. They're just going with yeah. the tidal wave of emotion to, right. to, to or, do or this the, or the minimal, thing. the minimal right. facts. Right. That because there's been examples, many examples in the culture today with politicians or entertainers, or, or clergy, right. yep. uh, educators, oh. where there's been an accusation and a just an instantaneous gross mob response, mm-hmm. and then it turns mm-hmm. out two three weeks later, totally not true, one hundred percent false accusation. Right. But by then the reputation's been destroyed, the yeah. sponsors have been contacted, the person's been fired. They've lost their career. They've lost, and it was all it was all based on a lie. Yep. And I think that's the yep. problem with instant information is that there's no way to cross check it Correct. in the instant to yep. see if it's true or or yep. to get the other side of the story. Yep. And by the time so, we've determined that it's fake news, another buzzword out there, it, the damage is done. It, it doesn't matter that the news was fake. That person's been slimed, and and. Done, just done. And that to me is is the pity is folks don't understand the power of their words. And especially now with social media and the instant news cycles out there with Twitter and TikToks and the Instagrams and all of that, uh, just like everything out there, there's two sides of it, right? I think there's some brilliant things I've seen my children send me on TikTok that are just so creatively brilliant brilliant. It what a heck of a great outlet, but there's a dark side to tar- to TikTok. I, I get things, you know, now that we're really starting to embrace the Instagram thing, I'm seeing creative content on Instagram that blows me away. And these are house moms. These are teenagers. These are just regular folks like you and me doing amazing content and, and their, their sense of humor, the little skits they come up with are absolutely brilliant. Right. But you can also damage somebody else's reputation by using the exact same platform and pick your social media. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. You know, Deacon B and I have talked about our reluctance to use social media and it's because we didn't grow up with it. It's, it's all the things we've always said in the past, but we're starting to embrace it. We, we want to, we want to embrace the positive side of it, right? We want to embrace using it as a, as a great forum to put, some good news out there and to, to show some joy and all of that stuff. But that doesn't mean that everybody's going to do that. It means that some people are going to use it as a smear campaign or whatever. And, um, you know, it, not, not to get, um, uh, a downer on the show necessarily, but so many of these social media deals, right. That smear campaigns to these young kids are causing youngsters, even in their twenties and thirties, to commit suicide because they've been so slimed and smeared in that platform. So it's, it's powerful. This whole cancel culture thing isn't just, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to read any more um, Harry Potter books because I don't like what the author said in this article. And it could be right. something that one time statement. And now there's a burn campaign the out there, right? Burn, yeah, burn Harry burn Potter's horrible because the author said this. Okay, she she did, and I don't know what she said. I'm just kind of making up this example, but she was one of the examples of cancel culture when I was doing the research for the show. And folks are out there trying to smear J.K. Rowling without without 
really looking at anything else. If she made the one comment or whatever it was, really, that's going to cloud all of her other brilliant works and the contribution she's made to society and the, no, really one thing. Because if we were all judged on our one thing that we've said, we'd all be done. Done. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, that's the problem is, is sort of this uh, idea that if I just don't like you or if something is difficult, because I think it, it, it kind of bleeds into other parts of, of cultural activity where, yes, you know, if something just is, if it's too hard, we're going to give up, go ahead and cancel the program. If the weather's bad, let's cancel the thing. If the, if the process is taking too long, eh, go ahead and cancel it. If I told you I was going to come to your activity, to your party, to your whatever, and I, I'm shocked at how many people for job interviews, they'll, they'll oh. say I'm coming to a job interview and it's not show up. Just yep. no show, no call, no nothing. No just, nothing. Just not mad. It doesn't yeah. matter. I just didn't feel like it at the time. So yeah, um, yeah that maybe it's it's uh, kind of scary. Are you, you know, like you're canceling. Are you canceling out the the joy of life, which uh, which we need to get into because yeah. we, we've given the background. Now we got to jump into. Now we got to and let's, and let's, let's jump, jump into in, some. Let's jump, jump into in? some of this right here. Right there. Let's go. <laughs> Where did this come from? We got some mail. We got some mail. That's great. Thank you for bringing us now into India. We're going into the, the, the mail So what bag. I don't think the listeners understand is sometimes I preview this before the show and let you listen to this. Sometimes uh, I don't. No, it's all, it's and live. It's, this is a so live response. Deacon B is hearing it for the first time, just like you heard it for the first time. And these are all, you know, most of the, the mail bag jingles are just ridiculous because they can be, and it's fun and we want to make you laugh. And I want to make Deacon B laugh and he was dying. <laughs> Couldn't breathe a minute ago. Cause that was the first time he, he's ever heard that. And, um, it just, and I kind of randomly, I, I, like for Christmas, I had, you know, Christmassy type music in the background. And for the 4th of July, I try to have some patriotic thing, but the rest of the year, it's just a grab bag. I, I, I'll it's listen to my little library and say, okay, I'm going to use this one tonight without any regard to what the topic is. So there is a little bit of joy for you on I that. It. Um, I, I appreciate that. Really. So, <laughs> so, so uh, Deacon B, what is in this week's so mailbag? We, you know what we have? We've got lots of high, very positive feedback about our new intro. They're oh, loving the really? new intro. They like the, the intro. They like the intro. The, okay. The very white, you know, morning voice <laughs> for, for you. Very dark and very nice. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and <laughs> we've got... <laughs> so glad of good feedback like that. Um, <sighs> some new listeners out in Albuquerque, Stephanie hey. and Terry from Prince of Peace. have said hey. they they stack, They're going in reverse. They listen to the to the uh, quiet quitting episode. They're kind of going in oh, reverse. Oh, going back. Okay, very um, good. One of our, one of my, uh, the daughters of some really good lifelong friends, the McCarthys, uh, Lauren, oh. uh, put it in their Christmas card. They're listening to the show. Really hey, it. thanks. So, yeah, we got, we got some good stuff coming back. So thanks to all of you oh. who are part of our listening audience. And totally. uh, yeah, the Instagram thing, we got some feedback <clears throat> from, uh, from our, one of our most uh, loyal listeners, John out in North Carolina. Uh, posted yep. up and, and gave a little thing about the working sort of the quiet quitting thing last yep. last week that uh, employers pay their employees just enough money to keep them from quitting and employees work just hard enough to not get fired. So yep. um, again, it's this uh, 
the attitude of, of gratitude and, and sort of be the best you can be, which Absolutely. brings us right to the beginning. So that, that's how, how can we fry? How can we kind of last fry this idea of, of cancel culture? And I think for, for me, it, it has to do with, uh, with kind of respect and a willingness to engage in conversation instead of condemnation. Yep. Let's, let's talk instead of trash. Let's yeah. get together instead of getting angry. Um, and I think that's, you know, look, look at yourself before you get so wrapped up and so angry at somebody else. Maybe you look at yourself and what are some of your shortcomings and have a little forgiveness, have a little mercy, have a little grace, you know, bring in, bring in that theology side of it. It's that idea of, uh, you know, let the one among you who's never sinned cast the first stone right. or, you know, don't be so quick to find the, the speck in your neighbor's eye, ignoring the log of your own. Um, you know, what, what is, what is really behind it? And, and can you become more gracious and understanding instead of tolerance to the point of intolerance, like, right? right? Every, everybody's, you know, we need to be more tolerant right up until the point where I disagree with you. And then I become the most intolerant person you can ever imagine. Exactly. And, and even in your own personal relationships, do you think my wife and I agree on everything? We do not. We do not. But I respect her point of view, even though I may not agree with it. And she typically respects mine. Very few, very few things we disagree on. Um, but even at work, right? At work, those are relationships that I try to foster. I don't agree with everything my fellow coworkers do or say or whatnot. As long as it's not horribly offensive, they have the right to their opinion. I just want to have the same right to share my opinion and not be canceled or otherwise dismissed, right? Yeah, so, denigrated. Yeah, so that whole yeah. honor and respect thing, and if my children are listening, they're rolling their eyes right now because I spent most of their young lives preaching about honor and respect, but really at the end of the day is honoring and respecting each other's points of view, even if I don't agree with it, right? So that's really where it, it boils down to is it's okay to not agree on everything. And if it's if it's so horrible that you the disagreement is so horrible, then stop, stop whatever it is you're doing with that individual, right? If, if that person likes chocolate and you like peanut butter, but you can't agree on a Reese's cup, then, then maybe that relationship isn't there. And that happens in life. That happens in life. But it kills me when I see uh, anybody stand up for what they think is their value, are their values and their rights, and then get smashed by a whole bunch of people online who don't just want to disagree. They want to ruin that person. Right. And, and again, I have no problem with the disagreement, none whatsoever. Just don't be hurtful, be honorable, be respectful and say, you know what? I'm going to agree to disagree with you on this point. Let's go have a beer and, and move on with life. That's really the, where I'm coming from on the joy of the last fry is it's okay to not agree. It is not okay to, to cancel somebody out for something that they truly believe in. And, yeah. and that opens up a whole big can, but really if, if they said something so absolutely horrible, then you can stop buying their book or watching their show, but going online and spreading nonsense out there and filth and whatnot, not cool, not cool. You are entitled to your opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. But come on. 
be yeah. honorable yeah. and respectful, right? Because there's people on the other side who agree with what that person said or did or whatever it is. And it's just, ah, it's just not cool. So, so the joy is be tolerant. And if you say you're tolerant, really show it, demonstrate what tolerance is. And that's when somebody's not agreeing with you and you're like, you know what? I agree that what you're saying is true to you, but it's not true to me. And I can respect that. And then move on. There's joy there. There's because there's enough vile vitriol out there that if some of us just starts embracing the beauty of the person sitting in front of you next to you or in the media, man, it, it's, it, there's some, there's some wonderful value there and you're not going to agree with everybody. You're not, you're not going to agree with everybody and that's okay too. How you handle it is what separates you from, from the folks who, uh, who are not mature enough to do the right thing. And, uh, it's hard work, folks. None, none of this, if you've listened to all of our episodes and we bring the joy, it takes effort. This is a effort filled activity and the cancel culture, don't, don't get swept up in the cancel culture. Embrace your fellow human and realize that we're all flawed. All of us. That's it. That's so true. And you know, with that, I think we can agree that the one thing that shouldn't ever be canceled even though we joked about it the one thing you never ever want to cancel is the last fry please visit us on instagram at the last fry podcast facebook at the last fry and twitter at last fry podcast please leave us a comment about this or any of our episodes We really appreciate your feedback. The Pulse bumper music was composed by Evgeny Kiselevich and is used under a royalty-free license purchased through safemusiclist.com. Mailbag music and additional sound effects are provided via a royalty-free license purchased through fesslianstudios.com donation and from the YouTube Studio Library. Use of other sound effects or music beds will be credited in the episode notes when appropriate.